speaker talks. This must be the place. Naive Melody by the Talking Heads. My name is Morgan Jeske. Morgan Yesk sometimes, depending on how I feel. Um, I make comics uh, for the most part and do freelance illustration. And I'm the third host or third co-host of a podcast about movies called Travis Bickle on the Riviera with uh, Tucker Stone and Sean Witzke. I think I'm the only person that's been on there. Like I'm second place after you for guest appearing on the show at this point. I think so. Yeah, I just brackets. I just kept hanging around, and they said I could become (laughs) a permanent a permanent member. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Tell me about this song. What what was it that made you choose it for the uh, for the conversation? Um. Well, it was sort of it sort of ended up being because I listen to a lot of music, um, and I have so for a while. uh, The choosing choosing a song to talk about um, was really difficult. So it sort of ended up being um, almost a just sort of close my eyes and point kind of situation. Um, Not to diminish how much I like the song, but uh, there were just a lot of options. Yeah, Um, it's like picking your favorite kid. Yeah, and it sort of because I don't, I tend not to make um, music lists, or I, I I discovered that I don't actually talk about music that much out loud to other people. I internalize it a lot, so I realize that I don't have a great sort of ranking, you know, structure for like how I how I why a song is important to me, like whether it's like lyrics first or or whether it's um, how the beat hits me or the overall feeling of the song. I guess it's, I guess maybe this is an obvious thing to say, but it's all those things shifting around yeah. um, with each specific case. And so some of the stuff that I, some of the things that I discovered are actually really important to me in terms of songs that stay with me for a long period of time are, weirdly enough, how they, how they work um, at different points in the day. Like this song, for instance, I find that because its lyrics are so, like it's a love song, but it's full of non-specific, like non-narrative non sequiturs so just like conjuring feelings yeah yeah they because it's such a a large expansive thing to talk about Mm -hmm. and it's been it's been covered so much in music obviously and there's always love songs um from every angle i like the idea of its sort of generalities and and abstract concepts of love um this is all aside from it having like a really pleasant beat and a really nice bounce to it yeah um, it feels like, like a summer song oh it's definitely yeah um but but oddly enough it works i find that whether i'm you know whether i'm crushing on somebody or in a relationship or or heartbroken the song still works for me. 
I think it's like applicable in all of those instances. You think it's the general nature of it that makes it so uh, so resonant? Yeah, I think it's. I think it's. It comes down to. Uh, it's like it's a very. It's a very. I would. I would say it's a happy song. Um, like the sound of it, but it's still. It can either. It can either affirm you know uh positive feelings about a person or it's not even necessarily romantic love either because it is uh, you know dealing with this imagery or this idea of home and that being not necessarily a geographic location obviously it could be within another person within you know the nature of some sort of in, in the nature of a relationship it's i actually i actually had to look up the lyrics because it's still new enough to me to where it's mostly a like the music is what draws me in Right, and I like that each stanza is almost like from a different love song. Oh, right, yeah. And I think that really speaks to what you're saying, and that it's always applicable because it almost intentionally is, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I guess the idea was from what little I try not to do too much reading about it outside of what I already knew about it, just throughout the years of reading about it. It was just that it was this idea of approaching such a well-trodden subject matter and trying to find not a not a because i mean there are cliches in it they're kind of unavoidable but finding like a different route or a different i guess the non-specificity allows it to have sort of a broader like original broader, feel yeah another reason why i chose this version of it because this is a live version the studio the studio version i has has less low end and i like that the live version sounds a lot fuller mm. um and it's it's filled out by backing vocalists and another guitarist that were added um for the touring and it doesn't even sound like i think the first the first time I heard this version of it, I didn't even realize it was live until the very end when you hear the, the crowd. Um, That's amazing. Like, it just sounds that, like, the fullness is what does it, do you think? I think so. I think it's like the the drums sound a little bit thicker and the synth the synth line uh, sounds, sounds heavier in this version. And I think part of it is also, like, in the studio version, it's... David Byrne, the lead singer, for the most part, it's him. It's his own voice doing background backup vocals. Oh, I see. And in the live version, you know, there's two singers that were like added for this tour. This is from um, a concert movie called Stop Making Sense. feel like also part of it maybe i'm not sure if i saw a video of this being performed at the same time that i heard it for the first time i can't remember like chronologically how that happened but the visuals are definitely sort of burned into my brain yeah how old were you when you first saw it 
Oh god, I don't. I, I was probably a teenager when I heard this version of it. I think I, I think I heard the. I mean, it's hard to tell. Like, um, I don't remember a lot of my childhood, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I think I probably heard the studio, like the album version, probably on like uh, MTV or something, because there was a video for that as well. But yeah, it's it's that's another reason again why I chose it. It's like it's. I just sort of chose it, chose it based on like the first thing that popped into my head, and and it sort of stuck around, yeah, for a really long time. Yeah, you so, sent me the link uh, about a month ago, almost now, um, and I've been listening to it off and on ever since, and I kind of like how it doesn't get old. No, it's it's it yeah, it's it's a really like the naive melody part of it. I think refers to. Um, just the the instrumentation, like the music is it's very it's a very simple, a simple beat and like repeating, repeating guitar and bass and synth. Mm-hmm. But also, I guess depending on depending on what kind of person you are, like the idea of new new love. Because I think the song, at least the, when it was written, there was a new it was during a new relationship. So I guess the naive part could refer to like those feelings, like head in the clouds, feet on the ground. Like I, I know nothing's wrong, uh, nothing. Like there's nothing. There can't possibly be anything wrong in this in this moment. When in reality, obviously, that's that's fleeting. Yeah. Um, I think. Yeah, and it, it also it also sort of made me made me think of I think in a lot of cases, and this isn't across the board. It's again, it's like that shifting criteria for what makes a great song. Um, mm-hmm. This sort of this sort of fulfills. I like the I like the way the words and the phrases are sung, and I also like the way uh, like the way that they read. Oh, okay. Um, and I mean that doesn't always happen and that's I have you know depends on you know I have a lot of music that I like and I know what I'm going to it for and it's not necessarily like I don't go to this band for or this artist for lyrics I go to them for like beats or you know something I want to dance to Um, so it sort of fulfills a bunch of the shifting criteria I think Mm -hmm. are you a Talking Heads fan more generally? Uh yeah, yeah okay. they're not. I mean I, I wasn't ready to talk about any Prince, which is why I didn't choose. <laughs> <laughs> but that's I've been listening to more Prince than anything in the last year, probably um, consistently. Um, but yeah, Talking Heads are are it's actually it's really just like two or three albums that are, are pretty consistently um, in rotation. Um, so yeah, they're, they're pretty, they're, I don't really have like a, like a Pantheon or like a Canon or anything, but yeah, they're, they're, they're a favorite, I think. Yeah, that's cool. I, so I watched the music video that you sent me from this from YouTube, and I didn't even realize that it was from the movie. Like I just assumed it was the, uh, like a, you know, like they shoot music videos at concerts or that kind of thing. Yeah. Like I thought it was kind of like that. 
but that's kind of cool that it kind of works both ways as like a just a true music video but also a clip from a film yeah and i mean it's the 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 concert film just briefly is it builds from you're sort of watching the stage and and the construction of the stage as the concert's beginning so you're the, the concert starts with one person out on stage playing guitar and playing guitar to a looped beat on a on a on a stereo okay and then with each new song another person another member of the band comes on stage while simultaneously the stage is being built and all those big screens that appear in the in the in the this must be the place video are being erected that's wild did they, and they was this like an actual tour or just a concert they did once for the film um, no it was part of a tour the director followed them around for a leg of the tour and sort of got used to their rhythms as performers like each individual person so that they filmed the concert over two nights so that the director could have like sort of an intimate a more intimate awareness of how the how the performances happen and how the people move their physicality so he could make better decisions about how to shoot them and where to shoot and it's pretty cool Um, i don't think i don't think it's like entirely unique to concert films but what he managed to get out of it's like because it's it's footage edited together over two nights and it feels really seamless oh that's really cool Um, yeah because there are a lot of like live music cds that where it doesn't feel seamless even though you can't see anything so i can't imagine the effort it would take for man but so what's your favorite part of this song do you have like a, a certain little bit that you're particularly like enthralled with I was just I listened to it it's strange because I, I listened to it a lot but then I, I was listening to it for this the ex- express purpose of like talking about it yeah so I realized that in doing that one of my favorite parts is before before the synth even starts it's like right at the beginning of the track you hear somebody sort of like whoop uh-huh. They sort of go, yeah, <laughs> just as just as the just as the as the beat drops in, or just as the synth drops in. That's like one of my favorite parts because it's it's a very specific thing captured on that in that that specific moment. I even like when they when when musicians leave that stuff in in album versions of songs. Like you hear a little bit of like studio chatter. Yeah. So I like that a lot. I like the sort of sliding guitar. The guitarist's name is Alex Weir. I guess he's like a touring member of the band. Mm-hmm. The sort of um, the flicking, uh, <laughs> the flicking of the guitar, uh, the strumming of the guitar, and the slide that he does. Um, I really like that aspect of the live version of the song. And uh, and and David Burns. I like David Burns' voice a lot. Yeah, same here. Oh, I was going to say I mostly know the Talking Heads from psycho killer on rock band okay which seems you know extremely unfair for like how how good their songs have been that i've heard like past that oh yeah i mean wherever however you get to it yeah doesn't matter i do think that like singing a song is an interesting way to experience it like for the first time oh yeah but you really kind of have to like feel the 
just the vibe, I guess. Yeah, and the way that, um, yeah, adjusting the way that you're moving your mouth yeah. to sing <laughs> like the person, and sort of, yeah, getting into getting into their into whatever sort of rhythm they're in, like how they phrase things. Speaker, Speaker talks. talks.